Hey everyone, welcome to episode 131 of Medusa's Cascade Collateral Damage. I'm your friendly neighborhood DM, Tom, and I have a few things to cover before we rejoin the crew in the aftermath of the run-in with the constable. First and foremost, thank you for sticking with us for the last three plus years and going down this really crazy rabbit hole with us. We wouldn't have it any other way. Second, please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms. Just search for the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. We have some cool stuff coming, and it's worth checking out. Lastly, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So without further ado, I will give you the recap for last session, and then we'll jump right in. Last we left off, Shanks and Hoshino were engaged in a late-night conversation. The two discussed their philosophies until things took a turn for the strange. Shanks's personality began to shift and Ariok's influence began to take over. Luckily, Shanks pushed through this influence and the conversation ended peacefully. The following morning, Hoshino, Shanks, and Zex made their way to the grove that Glad had told them would have the crystals they needed for repairs. With instructions from Salix about how they should approach the situation, the trio made contact with the entity that protected the area. They exchanged the broken crystal for a new one and made their way back to the hermitage. There, they spoke to the rest of the party about what had been happening with Shanks. But before a decision was made about what to do, Argyle and Shanks reached out to the Archfiend for the truth and a potential way out. They found out that both of their parents had made deals with Ariok to guarantee their future success and well-being. Shanks was told that his mother manipulated him and those around him to get what she felt she deserved. Argyle was told that without the deal his father made, he would have died of sickness as an infant and that his father's heart was beating inside his chest. We pick up as the two exit their meeting with the Archfiend. Shanks, you ready? Oh, wow, no. Very well. Right. We'll be taking our leave and getting in contact with you soon. Wonderful. 
I grab Shanks and just turn to walk away with him. The vision dissolves and you are back in the corner that you sat down with. I'm gonna I'm gonna wager a guess. I know at least Salix is. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the party, but Salix is intently watching you and has been this entire time. And I feel like Glad probably is too, sitting there with her tea as well. I can't, like I said, can't speak for Zex or Hoshino would be as well. (laughs) There was that moment where he kind of like went in and kind of hunched over and Glad definitely noticed that as well and was definitely paying attention the whole time. Right on. I mean, technically, you guys couldn't hear anything happening. This is all just mm-hmm. like you guys watching him in a trance. But yes, fuck yes, yep. that you guys, you guys open your eyes to literally the entire party staring at you, like. And what you guys have seen this entire time is the gem that is hanging a few inches above Argyle's head has been glowing fairly brightly, as well as the thumbprint that is on Shanks's uh, forehead has also been glowing. That is now back down to like just the normal, like dull luminescence of it, of, of both the finger, the thumbprint and the gem. Shanks. Yeah. You alright? Are you alright? I'll manage. Same. So, y'all good? What's up? We asked a lot of questions, we got a lot of answers. Um, there's a very straightforward way to possibly get me and Shanks out of uh, Ariok's favor. According to the demon. That is. I pull out the scroll and hand it to Galahad. It is warm to the touch, Galahad. BT dubs. And it does like a and he opens the scroll. It says all of the things that I uh, mentioned previously. Like mechanically, it would be four of you of your choice, but having to include Argyle and Shanks, and then two other people of your choice, and then the three others would basically be like spectators. But I'm going to play it like mechanically, as Ariok would have uh, uh, like legendary actions. I would say that each one of the people on the side would have the same type of deal. They could throw in a buff spell or a healing spell or something along those lines to, uh, like, in between after someone's turn. Okay, you said four versus one. Yes, four yeah, versus four one. one. Okay. I thought I heard, I heard, I thought it was like, I heard one v one. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. That, four v one. Okay. He wouldn't even do that. That would be fun. That would be fun for him. <laughs> whoever's on the side would like be like assists, like in uh, some of the Street Fighter games and stuff like that. Like they're not tagging in, but they're still they can throw in something to assist. Yes, baby. Yep, and you wouldn't have it, it, he would only be going after the ones on the field of battle. He wouldn't be striking at people on the side. This basic, basically, mechanically, I'm giving you guys as a group 
legendary actions that you can use in between turns. Because this guy's a fucking house. He's a he's an archfiend, so he he's not an an easy fight. It's a so doable fight, fight, in my opinion. But is fighting him the same as the exorcism, or that's different? It might be a different route. So if he's being fought, could we do the exorcism at the same time, or is that like not? Is that, I'm trying to understand. Could we just well, kick him out? Because the rest would still be there. The rest of us would still be there as spectators mm -hmm. and assisting. Even if we're not directly like fighting him. Yeah, and if you guys are, are reading Shanks' energy, Shanks does not want to fight him. Not because he's scared of him or anything like that. It's just another game that he doesn't yeah. want to play. Right. <clears throat> So, I'm not saying we have to agree to this. I simply went straight to the source to see if we can produce a solution or an option. Why do I get the sense that making any more deals with him is just going to loop Shanks in further to his wills and wants? It's Argyle as well. Yeah. Oh, we would have the most to gain or lose from this. Um, again, I'm not saying this has to be the option. I just wanted it in writing. One of our options. But you've already seen what he thinks and what he does to agreements and contracts. and I know. He, he uses moments of truth to wield us in and then can create whatever lie at will at his whim it's all it's all his game I don't want to play his game and I don't think you want to either I think we reinvent the game how would you suggest doing that Think back to everything we talked about with him. Is there anything that's jumping out at the moment that we can use to our advantage? So Alex is like, okay. yeah, what did he say? Gave us details about why we're even, air quotes, the chosen ones or anything like that. Um, our parents definitely made deals that strung over to us. He tells us the truth about their past to a certain extent and who they really were. And why they would contact a being like him to make a deal. To make a deal. It seems he uses people in desperate situations and destitute in order to play. This brings up an interesting question. In my time of studying spirits and souls, 
The contract's created by somebody else over the owner of the soul. I have found to be much weaker than is it, than if you decided to make the deal yourself. I understand there was some power, obviously, because it was your parents, but wait, it was not you who made the deal. Correct. Correct. And and he actually what? said, he actually said that our parents didn't give our soul. He said that to you, Argo, didn't he? Right. It's not our souls, more so services. Uh, he said for our success. So it seems our parents traded what they had and traded us as entities, I guess. For, for, for your success. Success in what? In my case okay. specifically, I would not have, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for my father making a deal with him. <sighs> you see Shanks' eyes going again. I would have died as a child. Does your life depend on you staying in this contract then? No. No. Yes. So then yes. What? Yes, that we show him that we don't need him anymore. That we can stand on our own now. That is why he wants to fight. And Correct. What if we were able to do that a different way? Stand on our own two feet? Yeah, can you stand on your own two feet without him? I... I thought I've been doing it my whole life. That's what he wants them to prove, which... Why do you have to prove it to him? Like, why can't you just stand on your own two feet and just get rid of Well, because he is, from what I understand, augmenting the both of them with abilities and in in assists. But even... He wants to know that they can make it without it. Listen... I don't care what he wants. Can you? Yes. Again, I thought I was doing it my entire life, so yeah. Well, that's the thing. He he gave the inclination that Argyle may not have lived without his help. And I'm only assuming that he meant that in some way, shape, or form for me as well. I'm here through his direct... Yeah, we're here through his direct intervention. He he looks over to Argyle and he kind of looks at Argyle's chest and looks back at Argyle and looks away. What is so your life is not on the line here, technically. No. no. So it looks like we have two choices. We either play his game and beat him. 
or as Glad put so expertly, make our own game, reinvent it. He makes the me question tired. is, do we have enough power to combat him? I don't think so. In or out of his game, Val? You don't think so in or out of his game? I don't think we have enough power to fight him in his game. Agreed. So, figuring out a loophole or something, I think is going to be our best bet. Stand on own two feet could simply be making a strong enough decision and focusing on that decision until it is accomplished. Mm-hmm. It, it may be nothing more than that. You think it's that simple? No, I can't be sure it's going to be simple. I'm a little worried that fighting him is the simple option. It doesn't seem like any option is simple. I just think that what Shanks is saying, this could be the option that works in our favor more. I don't think anything's going to be simple with this. Which is why I feel like the combat seems to be simple. The combat we, is for his amusement. Yeah, it's that's all it is. Game. Nothing was agreed upon. Just came to discuss it with all of you first and present an option. But nothing was signed. It's not going down tomorrow or anything like that. You see Shanks look up at Zex and Galahad. Mighty quiet about all of this. Galahad, I know you're not going to shy away from the battle. But what battle do you recommend us fighting? Battle that you're committed to. This is... This is your This is your journey I'm here with you If you and our God want to fight him You know where I'll be If you wish us to perform a ceremony in the dawn Of the morrow You'll know where I'll be Looks over to Zex I know you have Your own shit that you're dealing with I don't want you to ever feel that anything any of us are going through mitigates that or does not respect the struggles that you have. Yeah, because that's clearly what we think. I have so much love for you, brother. I just want I just want to know whether or not you can participate in any of this or if you feel it you have it in you to be a part of it i understand either way and i have no judgment for your decision 
but I would like your recommendation and your feedback. Zach has been really quiet listening to you and Argyle and the rest of the group and kind of weighing in with what he's got going on with himself. And as, as delicately as he can say, he basically just says, I'm here for what you guys need, but the choices that need to be made are choices that you guys need to make. Like, understand that we're here to back you no matter what from a good majority of what you guys do. Are we going to agree all the time? Probably not. But if it's for the betterment of the group as a whole, then I don't see why I wouldn't help. Now, will I be a huge asset to you? That I can't guarantee. And then I also don't know why it is he's asking for what he's asking and what it is he's actually really wanting from all this. Chaos. That hasn't changed. Fun. He's bored. I mean, at this point, aren't we just all entertainment for the gods that be? Yeah, just pawns in his little game. I don't know if it's the gods that be as a whole, but I definitely know that Ariok is searching for entertainment in some way, shape, or form. And the problem with that is that it is going to be at the expense of life and peace and joy that all beings and you see him stop and he can't continue she sort of glad puts her hand on his shoulder and just gives him the vibes and then says we got it bro we got it but ultimately we're standing behind you whatever decision you guys make He looks over to Argyle and goes, I guess we need to get on the same page and make a decision and stick to it, whatever it takes. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. We're, we're not going to fight him. We are going to fight him, but we're going to fight him our way. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Jinx walks to his area and goes into a trance. Good night, everybody. Good night, my friend. Right. Galahad, can I have the contract, please? 
Is there anything else that would like to be discussed or done before we move on to the the approaching dawn? I'm going to contact uh, Ariok on my own. Okay, would you like to do this headphones on or headphones off? Give me headphones on. I'm All just right. returning the contract in person. Okay. Thirteen, and then it was fifteen again. Sweet. Yeah, you're able to do this. Get hold of him. Same spot. Have a seat next to him, and hand him back the contract. He opens it up. Found a different approach, I assume. Not yet, not necessarily, but. This is something that me and Shanks are involved in. And as you know, everybody in this group is dealing with their own shit. They do. We'll figure something out. It's not fair to them to get them roped up in this. So you said anything about being fair. It's not fair. Never said it was going to be fair, but it's not something I'm willing to put them through. How noble. <laughs> Whatever happens to me is my business. It's not on them. You're mostly right. It's my business, too. I know. Very well. Have it your way. Hand you back the contract. He just looks at you like, do you want something? It gives you a look of like, and anything else? No, that's, that's pretty much it. Just returning it. Enjoy your evening, then. Likewise. I will. I just get up and walk away. Fade again. You're back in your in your spot. Alright. I just dust my hands off and I was like, Well, you guys don't have to worry about the contract. We'll figure something out. We will do what we must. All right. Is there anything else that anyone likes to take care of? Or are we good? Uh, I'd I'd say probably like um, short way before the dawn before it dawns. Probably about like thirty minutes before half an hour, give or take. Oh, Chanel is going to wake everybody up, and I'll give request, everybody a long rest. Yeah, 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 and uh, request their. Um, presence, so that may, he may conduct a uh, a spiritual ritual to gain a spell. Yeah, we're, I have a uh, a bunch of things that we have to do to prepare. Um, mm. Anyway, so but, yeah, um, I just need the six of you. So Galahad, Zach, Shanks, Glad. Salix Argyle is, uh, and Salix. Totally down. 
Yeah. What time? Oh, just just right now. It'll it'll only take about half an. It'll only take half an hour. Okay. Right. Um. He sort of like gathers you all in the, in in the room with the fire, and it has it has already been prepared, with a, with like uh, um, chalk markings in a in form of like a big sigil with uh, a couple other like miniature sigils, uh, six in total. And he instructs you all to sit there once again, like he has done before. And um, he places, uh, he sets a staff that has the lantern in the middle. And as he starts chanting, the flames of the fireplace uh, go low. And the the bright blue flames that are inside of his uh, lantern fill the space with a almost ethereal, um, comforting light. Uh, and those of you who speak, uh, what was it? Um, I don't have a language now. Um, and in, uh, the, the main phrase that he would be sort of, uh, chanting is, uh, Spirits of the past, present, and future, carry to me knowledge that I seek. Grant me the ability to encase one's mind in a safe space, protected from outward influence. Bring to me what I seek, and delight yourself in the company of the material world. Hear me. Hear me, O great spirits, and thine shall be rewarded with memory and thought. And the more he chants, the more sort of blue lights you see pass into the circle. And as it does, they sort of take on a form of what they used to be. There was, uh, you see an, uh, a halfling, sort of a halfling child run through, uh, echoing laughter. And then you see um, a, uh, uh, a large um, loxodon sort of slowly through and then finally a a final flame sort of comes to the center in front of Hoshino and materializes into uh what some of you might know to be a mind flare and as i bow to the spirit the spirit bows back to me and then morphs back into that flame and that flame passes into me And then, as the rich, as and then, as the as the rest of the spirits sort of pass out of the uh, out of the the uh, main large sigil, the blue uh, light and warmth comes back into my staff. Hell yeah! How's everybody feeling? Good, good, feisty. Yeah. <laughs> I love the punch, you know. Couple yo, all of y'all drop some your beams, you know. <laughs> all of y'all drop some banger lines, by the way. Tone that one that uh, the battle you're committed to. Yeah, like, yeah, that was awesome. Glad with the reinvent the game. Like I reinvent the game. Oh, like man, I'm, I'm so many of these. <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a quote book at some point. <laughs> 
Gonna have to. This whole time Argyle didn't give a shit about his dad. Now it's all like, oh <laughs> no, you, dude, you had like one of the that that was like I, I didn't know how I was gonna bring you into it. You know what I mean? But the fact that you took that route with it and then Ariok actually dropped all of that shit, and we're like, oh, shit. I was almost yeah. expecting when he said to place your hand on my chest. I was like, holy shit, Shanks is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's been with you the whole time. <laughs> you're like, oh come I on. Was sure. Oh come on. I, mean, I was I fully expecting you to go like this and be like, you are the father. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Ariana with Mori Povich in this yeah. You're your own grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> I've been holding on to that detail for a while. Yeah, Not man. You drop, you drop some bombs. You drop some bombs. A lady of the night. Yep, Again, that's, that's a, this that's is very as, New Orleans. As, was, as you have mm-hmm. said, though, I will say, as you have said, this is a demon. So, yeah. out of game, I would say, take what he said with a grain, of, with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, he was definitely trying to, to make him Will Smith. Again, that was... In my head, oh, I'm yeah. like, you <laughs> can't, can't trust this bitch as far as you can throw him. And y'all know exactly. y'all can throw him nowhere. Exactly. Do you want yeah. to know the truth? Is that what you really want? <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, damn, I don't know. I, I, I did until you asked me that. <laughs> Do it. And then we hear the truth and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can I give that memory up real quick for a deal? Right. <laughs> or we trade that part where you said that thing. It's like sure, I'll write up a new contract. It's like, oh, damn it. Oh, we can get that. We can get that done. Lickety split. Can race the past ninety seconds, please. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that's what what uh, what Argyle's father did, because he he just scrapped everything. He was like, "Yep, nobody's gonna remember me. I don't want to remember shit. Like we're good." Yeah. Who said that it was his father well, that made that? He said that that was his stipulations. Right. 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 Oh shit. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, also, yeah. it was only you that your his father forgot there was nothing about him forgetting the mother oh the right and the mother forgot him forgot the mother forgot my him. mother forgot him he forgot me he forgot you so yeah. she knows so about you him. he knows about her right and, and you know about both of them <laughs> right and you have and you have your father's heart that, that, that could be literal now or... we know why you are a cold bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be literal. It could be, I, I don't know. Well, you well. You just needed a hug from his daddy. Exactly. And it's right in his heart. And it's right in his heart. Did oh, you gain said... anything out of these deals? Uh, you're Possibly. sitting here with me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds a little more literal since it was the whole information of the, uh, um, Divide the plague that was going around, and I wasn't gonna make it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. What a time! Mm-hmm. And right. I would say also, just offhand, that mention of plague would probably catch Hoshino's ear. 
Granted, oh, he doesn't. No. He doesn't know what kind oh, of. No. He doesn't know what kind of. Uh, uh, what's the word? What what the disease or the plague was? He just heard oh, plague. Oh no! Dots but, will be connected uh, tonight. Dots. Really? Holy shit! Oh, Hoshino's from Sloan, and Argyle's from Iwi. They're from two different planes. So, and. Arguably, Hoshino was around about 4,000 years ago, so I'm going to take a wild guess and say that Argyle's dad was not alive at that point. Yeah. Unless... But just the the mention of the plague. (laughs) But just the the mention of the plague. It's more of a note for for, uh, Hoshino as it is than anybody else. Oh, Hmm. oh, you almost died of a plague. Wow. Hmm. Interesting how that's a a theme that's happening now. (laughs) He's a plague. I mean, <clears throat> plague. <laughs> what about a plague? Bring out your dead. Yep. Get there your you plague here. Get your plague here. Plague here. Five dollars. <laughs> Five copper pieces for the next plague. Right. I remember <laughs> when a plague was only a nickel. <laughs> Back my day, inflation. Inflation. They're charging a silver piece for it. I thought it was. I thought it was a copper. Yeah. Back you in my day, you can't even die cheaply nowadays. God <laughs> damn. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. So we shall fast forward to the next morning. Um. Or rather, just before dawn, heading out into the twilight, uh, Glad and Salix lead the way, finding a uh, quiet area in order to make uh, this particular ritual happen. Yes, indeed. Scanning for elementals that live beyond the veil first to make sure Mm -hmm. that we ask permission. Uh, roll me a I'll say either Arcana or Nature Check Oogie I think Arcana well, I don't know whichever yeah, you Arcana, prefer Arcana stronger yeah mm. 24 it's very clear as you are sort of looking around. I would say that probably I would say that probably it's mainly you and Salix that are seeing the small little wisps of elemental sort of fluttering around. You could definitely tell that Salix has been here for a long, long time. They are very in tune with the area and that you don't even aren't even uh what sort of no one uh, none of the elementals that may be around whether they are earth or wind none of them none of them seem to come towards you they they seem to just keep their distance allowing you a good berth to move where you need to move to find the spot that you're looking for Wait. I just kind of relate to the party that it seems it seems we're being welcomed. Good sign, guys. Indeed. 
make your way to the clearing. There are bits of arcane and natural energy here. You can see the small sparks, the small sorts of bioluminescence among the trees and the ground. Uh, It is in an open circle surrounded by five or six large trees sort of dotted, not necessarily equidistant, but I mean, to the naked eye, they look pretty close. Nice open area. And, uh, Salix just looks to, uh, Galahad and, and Glad and says, uh, whatever you guys gotta do, uh, well, I'll, I'm here to help, just like I guess I'm guessing everybody else, so lead the way. Alright. Glad looks at Galahad. Kind of gives a nod. Here we go. So, out of game, how do you guys set it up? Uh, I want to do the ceremony and magic circle just for protection and stuff. Sure. Do I need to roll for that? Uh, you For magic circle? Nope. You just need to do the... It just takes, uh, um, I believe, a minute to cast. And then um, what about for ceremony? That's a spell. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as a ritual, it takes an hour. We'll say you have enough time to do both, neither of which need to be... Um, neither of which need to be uh, held for concentration. Wait, so do I do I roll for that at the, uh, uh, the level you, that I... You don't have to roll, you just have to take the spell slot. Uh, make sure you tap the spell slot for each one. So Ceremony is a first level spell, and Magic Circle is a third level spell. Okay. Um, and for Ceremony, are you doing... You have the... Uh, the uh, you have the options of Atonement, Bless Water, Coming of Age, Dedication funeral rite or wedding obviously i assume funeral rite and wedding probably no no need coming oh, of age a wedding? Uh, oh i'm in the wrong place i'm oh, sorry yeah. I'm oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> coming of age shanks is shanks is several hundred years old he's pretty he's aged. definitely he's aged <laughs> he's definitely he's he's past uh, c- the coming of age part uh don't need to bless any water so i would say your choices would be through uh, for atonement and dedication. Uh, well, yeah, I think it would, would, it would she mention be, that. Yeah, I would. I would mention that this I can perform this ceremony um, that can restore you to your original alignment. Um, would you like Shanks, me to partake yeah, in that for you? So it was restorement or atonement. It was a atonement. Atonement or dedication, but she only mentions atonement because she knows you. <laughs> You're not mm-hmm. about to dedicate yourself to <laughs> Yeah. He'll probably look at you with like five heads, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so when you say atonement, he goes to walk towards you and then he stops. And he looks over to Hoshino. Almost, not necessarily asking for permission, but hopefully a a mutual support in 
being able to share that information that that he shared with him the night before. And uh, Glad just looks at him like, almost matter of factly, like, yeah, bro, we got you. What you thought? Can, <laughs> can I speak with everyone? Yeah. You know, I was, as I'm sure many of us do, that new I think back to to Atros and Weaqua and Sirius and Kyver and all of the and Ty and Boyas and all of the amazing uh, people that we've had with us through these journeys and. Although it was difficult at times, everyone has been very open and honest about their past, with exception of one. He stares at Glad and Galahad. I don't really know how to say this to you both, but it has been something that has weighed on me since the moment I found out about your past and how it has been tied to mine. And with Glad deep, sort of like flitters her eyes and tilt her head a bit, just inquisitively, like, what could he be saying? Not Lawrence's Zoom camera. <laughs> I know that Zoom camera is like a meme. It's literally like a meme waiting at <laughs> that. So yeah, I use my phone from, from now on. No, you gotta you gotta do it. So he he once again he, he looks at Hoshino and he, he looks at Argyle and of course back to Vlad and, and Galahad. I am responsible for the war between the elves and the Goliaths. What? You can see that Glad and Galahad are pretty much speechless, waiting for the explanation and confusion uh, in their faces. There was a lot of strange and chaotic things happening in the forest, Bastion. Glad, I, I know you remember the missing owls and the, I mean, even Luxembourg was on edge. They, they spotted fiends on the edge of the forest, Bastion, many times. Mm -hmm. and. You remember the call for unity amongst the humans and elves and orcs and goliaths against these fiends. Although the goliaths said that they would protect themselves, the rest of the beings gathered together and created their military armaments. I taught archery at the local military school and I met Donna and we were courting and life was relatively good for me, but 
I always felt I needed to contribute more. I needed to give something more of myself and I couldn't just sit back while these things were happening. And one day I got word that a top Elven general and his entire regiment had been killed attacking a, a hell mount that had opened up near the, the base of the Tarrant Ridge. My, um, my human commanding officer, uh, he's the one who gave me the, the nickname Shanks McNasty because he couldn't fucking pronounce Elvin's names. Um, he called me in and offered me the position to run a small squad to do another attack at it. I remember I said some dumb shit like, uh, you know, until I die or you find somebody better or some shit like that. But it was a moment, a chance to succeed. I got to pick who I wanted for my team and I forged the Hell Riders. And we went in and we destroyed every fiend we saw. We were able to close the hell mouth and the sacrifice was that I lost Donna in that mission. I went back to Luxembourg and received my first military ranking awards and you see him reach into his pouch and he throws a <clears throat> insignia on the ground, an award for tactics and strategy. It doesn't hit the same way when you lost a person that you love, but they wanted to honor me for what I had done. The attack stopped for a while and a short time later, they started up again. There were rumors of a cult who were summoning those fiends swirling about, but we could never get intel on their exact location. We couldn't pin them down until one day we learned that they were seen in an abandoned Nalakabi village right outside the Terran Ridge. And we didn't want to take a chance on letting them escape or build up an army. So we went in hot and heavy. We, we could see robed figures in this house from one of our spotters and was surrounded by fiends of all types using a couple of uh, catapult spells and some bags of acid, we, we rained God's wrath down on them. As we picked off the last of them and went through the rubble, making sure we had got them all, I could see he breaks. I could see under the destroyed robes, the melted remains of a young Goliath. His hands were bound behind him. We didn't kill the cult that day. I knew we didn't. My moment of trying to piece everything together was disturbed by my second-in-command, Wartnog, he was a orc and one of my fr top frontliners. And he saw me 
break down with this sight of what we had done. He, uh, he just patted me on the shoulder and smiled. He said, don't worry, just collateral damage. And that was the first time I ever heard that term said outside of training. I was so afraid of what everybody would say, what everybody would do to know this, that the, the outside force that everyone had gathered against would be nothing more than some type of ruse. So I said nothing. I did nothing. After that day, the attack stopped. Nothing else happened. And I returned to Luxembourg to receive my second award, leadership, bravery, and fucking honor. He throws a second insignia patch on the ground. Can you believe that? I resigned from the military that day. Bounced around doing mercenary jobs just to stay fed, go for hire, and really see a point in any of this shit. The world just returned to business as usual, infighting, racism, tribes not getting along, beings not getting along with each other. And I really took that as just the default nature of things. Just how it fucking works. It always seemed to be someone with power squeezing and crushing the sanity out of someone without. And obviously, a short time after that, I was picked up by the SA because they had caught word of my talents. And I was promised the opportunity to take out what they call linchpins of these evil organizations, governments, corrupted agencies, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I was promised no risk of collateral damage as I would see and know the target. It would be heavily researched, clearly marked. No mistakes. That's how they ran. Those of you who met Rig know how that all turned out. I don't know what to do all the time. I don't know what to say all the time. But to you, Galahad, I apologize for not speaking on behalf of your people when I had the chance. Your father used my mistake to run his war and spread his propaganda. Glad your husband was taken in that war. All because of decisions that were made based in fear and pain. I can't 
even apologize to you enough. And to know that the two of you are here trying to help me. I do not feel deserving of that gift. I see them every time I close my eyes. That pain never goes away. And the problem is, it's not just my pain. It's your pain. I'm done being a tool for chaos. I'm, I'm finished. I'm, I'm done playing games with this thing. When I look at those two badges, I realize that this type of success is not real. There's no honors, there's no accolades. Looks to Argyle, there's no amount of money. There's nothing. That's worth you doing. The bidding that takes the peace away from others. Nothing. If you, I don't judge you if you don't want to continue with this or if you can't stand the sight of me at this point. I just felt that before we move forward that you know the truth Let, and you allow me to interrupt your self deprecation if I may. You are always welcome, Michael. I will never not experience the pain of the loss of my husband. I will never not be angry that this war even happened. I will never rue the day the war begun. But I will also never blame an entire war on one person and one person's actions. Now, while I understand the weight of your guilt, and while I accept your apology as it's sincere and true, and while this news is shocking and a bit heartbreaking, I mean, make no mistake, that's, that's a bit hard to hear. No doubt. I'm not going to sit here and assume that a war would not have been had had it not been for your choices. 
I do believe those in power, hell-bent on war for their profits, their gains, their desires, their wills, would have found any excuse to go into war. And I believe I understand you a bit more. The weight you carry, your hesitancy to lead and push that off on Argyle or Zex. And while I have this understanding, I also want to note that it wouldn't be fair to yourself to hold on to this weight in such a way that you would allow yourself to not be helped by those who can help. And I think that it would be evil of me to decide that you in fact started a war that killed my husband and now I shouldn't help you. Can you look me in the face and say that that's the glad that you know? No, I cannot. And now, we have a lot of work to do today. And I understand the gravity of this work. But I don't want you to continue to apologize to me. Because I'm actually in appreciation of what you just said. It allows me to understand the crevices of your mind. And when we go in there, I'll be very clear as to what we're facing. Had you not revealed this information, it would most probably have made our jobs much more difficult. I hope, but because I know you, I don't think. I hope that some of what I said has mitigated some of the guilt that you hold. But I want you to be clear. You did not start this war. Once again, you are the pawn in somebody's game. And like I said, today, we're going to reinvent the fucking game. Do you understand me? Yes. Good. Let's fucking get into it. He, at that point, um, you see that, that uh, a portion of that burden 
has been lifted from your words. But he also looks over to Galahad. Uh, uh, Galahad looks over to you. He walks over to you. And he says, I'm with you to the end. And he hugs you. Chase does not know what to fucking do in this moment. He just... You see... You see him, like, stiffen like a board, and then melt. (laughs) And it's so shocking and unexpected for him. But when he hugs you, it, you feel a rise in his spirit. Like, he, he literally radiates energy and yep nope not the sus way sorry <laughs> but you feel just a uh, just an increase in his his energy level as he's been sunken and low and in a very uh uh yeah <laughs> Fuck, I can't read the chat. Don't read the chat. Don't read the chat, man. Don't read the chat. You told me when I said right. Yeah, I did. I'm it's been nearly it. three years. <laughs> you fucking up already? Even the bets can fail. Even the bets can fail at this. Even the bets can fail. Um, But he, he, he looks up at him because he's probably like somewhere near his navel or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This and just keeps goes. getting better. It's <laughs> <laughs> it phrasing, my dude. <laughs> but he looks up at him and he goes, I I I don't I don't know what to say. I I don't know what to say. Yes, with eager eyes, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh he 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 uh he just looks at you and he's like there isn't much to say. Speak with your actions. Done and done. Glad sort of looks up at uh, Galahad, gives the nod, looks over at Shanks, and we made our choice, man. We're here now. Keep it moving. And, and with that, she casts ceremony on you. Like, come here, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> before before Shanks walks over there, Zex leans into his ear and goes, "Remember, we're both uh, victims of being guilty of things that we never had control of in the first place." Told you, I saw you. And no matter what you believe about yourself, I know what you're capable of and what you can be. Focusing that same thing about yourself. <laughs> Zex is Let's like, take- I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zex, Zex and Shanks <laughs> like, to have, like to have conversations where we're giving <laughs> advice to each other, but really to ourselves. To ourselves, mm-hmm. exactly. That just happened. That just mm-hmm. happened. Claro. Like in, in Venice, I want to claro. say. <laughs> claro. But, uh, 
he basically he gave him a, a tap on the chest and goes, "You'll be all right. Just make sure yeah. to try to keep a, an open heart and uh, mind to us as much as we've been trying to give it to you." Fair enough. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you too. Now uh go sever that contract. Well, once you figure out that <coughs> shit, then we can get back to my shit and then we go all the yes. peachy and gravy. Let's go. This come on, true. come on. Yay. This is true. Let's go. <laughs> Clap right, a that. little extra rough uh, in a friendly way, which thank <laughs> <laughs> you see the energy pour forth from both her hand and the staff that she wields, the blue crystal glows an ethereal blue as it pulses out uh, casting ceremony over the course of the next hour. Um, Just like in life. Mm-hmm. Yep. During, and during that time, Tommy, um, Shanks would be, you know, removing his weapons and his armor. Mm-hmm. And fine. And his shoes. Yeah, and his shoes. He would ground himself in the earth um, as per uh, yep. Glad's instruction and Sangles' instruction. And Glad, you would know, especially coming from the Forest Bastion, that uh, becoming grounded is like a thing within the Forest Bastion, especially with wood elves, to be as close as physically possible to nature around you. So the barefoot, the as much bare skin that can touch nature or feel mm-hmm. feel the outside world, like that's that's what you're going for. And this is she it, look- it's even called being grounded. So like that's yeah. literally you're grounding yourself to, to be more in tune with the, the nature around you. You also said yeah, I, what I, what mm-hmm. Glad was when she was to be married was to be rooted. So you can be grounded, and then once you're connected with another elf, then you become rooted. Yeah. And and Hutch knows as well about um, as much skin as possible touching the ground. And she kind of looks at him as like, you know, you really should be naked, but I'm not going to push it. He starts to, he's he's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to partial. You guys have noticed, although you have seen his arms, uh fairly consistently uh his upper arms you have not ever really seen his lower arms from underneath the archery guards and you've mm-hmm. never actually seen his back and mm-hmm. as he begins to remove his armor you just see the plethora of scars across his back and across his forearms as he removes his uh forearm guards his archery guards mm-hmm. I think oh, there's yeah. a collective energy of compassion in the circle. Good vibes, indeed. So for ceremony, I will have Shanks roll me an insight check. Oh, you are a gift. Well, that's what the that's <coughs> literally what the spell states. Is oh, wow. Check. Okay. Mm-hmm. The DC is 20. Okay. I have a portent of 17 if you want to just cash that I in just... you know what i'm gonna cash that in because i don't like what i wrote <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so 17 plus 9 so that's a 26 yeah 
at the end of this ritual, you feel more centered than you have felt in quite a long time. Things don't feel so quite so disjointed. And feeling the grass and dirt and rocks between your toes on the soles of your feet. You haven't done this in centuries. You feel... I'm not going to say complete. You feel less broken. As if mending has begun. And with that, the rest of the party takes their places in the circle surrounding you as you uh, up to you, stand, sit, kneel, how, however you decide to position yourself within the circle. I'm glad you tell me. Yeah, um, so glad looks around as folks are gathering in the circle. Um, she instructs Shanks to lie down on his back in the middle of the circle with his head facing north. She points to north. He does so. Mm-hmm. And um, glad uh, would like to begin greater restoration. I'm going to say that greater restoration may be better served to you after the ritual. Ah, yes. Okay. I have no problem with you doing greater restoration, but I think it will be better served for everything as like the culmination of the ritual as opposed to the start. Ceremony was a fantastic start, and I feel like greater restoration will be the nice nice closer on top. Wonderful. Right on. Uh, So then would that be prayer of healing? Or, uh, well, I would, I would say Salix looks would su- at Galahad. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, Salix. Yeah, Glad Salix, looks at Galahad. Yeah. Looks at Galahad Salix. as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we all look at Galahad. Okay. Isn't he stunning? Look at him shining up. Okay. So, um, so we all just confer with each other non-verbally what the next step is, um, and look to Galahad's leadership. Okay. Um, so Galahad goes to where Shanks is laying down. He goes to the base of where his feet are. He takes out Kana's Fury inside the circle, stabs it into the into the circle, and he tells Shanks to focus his 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 eyes mind on the sword, like the big orb or the big dragon skull emblem that's there. Focus on that. Don't let your mind go anywhere else. Um, While he does that, he takes out the sun sword, he ignites it, and holds it over his body so the radiant light is above him, radiating down on him. Um, I do have some things to, I do have prepared like a whole thing to say, but it's more of like when I was talking with Tommy, I'm going to say it and then he's going to intervene with what's going to happen, so glad however you want to 
use the setting and the energy and all that to kind of do your thing. And then I can do my thing and then we can see whatever Tommy does. <laughs> okay. I did also have something to that might assist as well. Okay. Go right ahead. Jump on in. Yeah. Well, it, if if cool with me going now later, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So Hoshino sits at Shanks's head. Um. And with a with a soft smile, he sort of places his hands beside. Um, just, just where, just like hovering over where his temples are. And he starts to, uh, starts to hum a calming and relaxing tune, which later is, uh, sort of, uh, in the background, you can hear like soft flutes and, and soft, just beat of a drum as uh, a a green energy flows from my chest down my arms and through my hands and in inside your head shanks you you feel the effects of a spell this is a modified version of uh mind prison but unlike typical prisons made out of iron and, and stone and it's cold and damp you see more of like an untouched valley secluded from the the machinations of any mortal race a a sort of serene feeling passes over you as you look at the the uh, a, a a sort of setting sun that passes behind the hills you can hear a a a stream uh, sort of gently bubbling in the background um you see and hear the the calming chatter of birds and uh, small creatures as they dart through the trees and finally in, in the distance you see uh, a mountain range and behind those mountains you feel nothing but love and adoration Seems as if time is standing still in this miniature oasis. I would say at this point is when Galahad begins to speak aloud. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hear me, Shankis, for I invoke your name as a beacon of radiant light that pierces the darkest abyss. 
Together, we shall sever this unholy pact with Arioch, the Duke of Chaos. We stand unwavering, bathed in the resplendent radiance of the dawn, invoking the sacred name of Lathender. With every step we take, we bring the brilliance of a new day to banish the shadows that bind you. Ever watchful and unseen, Solinar, the celestial hunter, walks in silent alliance with you. Let his ethereal presence be your compass, guiding you through the uncharted realms of your newfound freedom. May the encompassing darkness that surrounds you be forever drenched in the celestial light of Bahamut. I am the steadfast arbiter of his divine will, the embodiment of his unwavering resolve to eradicate the taint of darkness. Through these three, and he walks over to your chest. And there's a there's a spot, I'm assuming there's a spot in your chest that has not have any marks on it or any some kind. And yeah, he, all of the yeah, he lays the he lays the sun sword lightly on top of your chest. I release you of this pact, slash one, small slash. I release you of these dark gifts. Another slash. I release you into the light, last slash. And as that third slash slightly tinges the skin across your chest. Galahad, you pull the sword back, and Shanks, your back begins to arch as the three slashes begin to glow. There is a pull on your chest, and within that moment, you and just for shits and gigs, Galahad evens her odds. Uh, uh, by the way, this whole time, Glad is doing a combination of some type of prayer of healing and bless, and she's just sending that energy this whole time. Absolutely. Evens. Evens. Even Stevens. Shanks, you and only you hear a familiar voice. What exactly are you trying to accomplish with this farce of an attempt? I reject you and everything you stand for. I will not be a pawn in your game. Release me, take your powers elsewhere. Do with them what you will. I am no longer your plaything. You were always my plaything, and you always will be. I know you're probably responsible for my success, but I don't see it as success anymore. I know the truth, not just the one you proclaim to tell, but the real truth behind all things, the nature of balance. Enlighten me. You already know it too. You want to play with me as a puppet 
so you don't have to feel the puppeteering of nature's balance in your existence as well. Did you read that in a book somewhere? Yes. And my father taught it to me. Your father. What makes you think that this will work? I don't. But I know what it represents to me. I fulfill my obligation of not needing you anymore. I will stand on my own too in my decisions, no matter how they look to others, or no matter how they look to me. They have to be the things that I decide. I make mistakes. If I don't do the right thing out of ignorance or even manipulation, that is not anyone's fault. And it doesn't have to be mine. I don't have to be burdened by the guilt of trying to do the right things and trying to make my way through this world as we all have to, no matter how powerful we believe ourselves to be. Now, Galahad, you can hear Shanks's side of this conversation. He is speaking out loud, very yeah, faintly, I but I would say Galahad and Hoshino for sure, and I feel like the vast majority of the party has a pretty high perception, just passively. Yeah. So I'm going to say, more than likely, most everybody hears the majority of what's being said, at least on Shanks' side. You don't hear what, what is being said to him, but obviously he's having a conversation. His body is still rigid in this, mm -hmm. like, ar arched look. And at this point, you see two greenish and gray shimmering wolves enter into the circle and almost if, as if knowing what to do go and nuzzle up underneath Shanks and almost lift him and hold him and brace him underneath Shanks you feel this there is a a, a definite sort of tingling sensation along your back of like a natural energy. Ariok pauses for a moment. You've got it all figured out, don't you? No. That's the beauty of it. I don't have anything figured out. And neither do you. You would be surprised. Oh, um, Glad is noticing for sure something's going on. And while she trusts the wolves, 
she doesn't trust his rigidity and what's going on. So mm -hmm. um, she's sending protection from evil his way. Okay. So that he can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed, or anything like that. Very nice. Very nice. Mm. Through the ground, as you are yourself also grounded, the energy, the blue ethereal light from your staff flows into the ground as you cast protection from good and evil, and goes up through the summoned wolves and wraps shanks. Ariox. So now these gray, this gray and green wolf duo is imbued with bright blue light wrapped with almost lightning-like vines around Shank. Mm -hmm. And for those that are outside, obviously pretty much everybody but Shanks, this is a fucking light show that's happening right now. The bioluminescence that is surrounding you, the sparks of natural and arcane energy from the, the clearing that you're in, the wolves, the uh, slashes from the sun sword and the sun sword itself, the sort of, uh, I would say, uh, sort of ghostly blue ring that sort of is encapsulating around the temples of Shanks. And you can see sort of Hoshino holding this, as well as the energy coming from all of you and from Glad's staff going into the wolves as well. Just a plethora of light and magic. And Shanks, you feel all of this. He, he keeps his gaze on in his mind's eye and on the um, orb and on the dragon that Galahad told him to stay focused on. He doesn't really, he looks in Ariok's direction, but he is not focused on Ariok. Ariok is not, not even physically, like, you can't see Ariok. Oh, you, you can't just, see You just, just hear voice. his voice. You feel his yeah. presence and you hear his voice, but you do not see him. And so he has focused his attention. He he answers the questions, but he focuses his attention back onto sword and onto the point. Very well, then. You are so good at finding things out on your own. And so be it. And as you feel the release of the hold on you from Ariok, you hear one parting sentence or two. I won't be taking everything away, just my gifts. What's one more scar to add to your body? Oh. Senna says hello. And with that, you feel the presence 
release from you. You become more limp isn't the right word. You have more movement <laughs> again. You are not rigid anymore. You can feel yourself being braced by the magic that surrounds you. Your eyes open. The light on your chest dims to nothing again. There are three very small burn slashes across like the middle of your chest. And underneath you, there are two shimmering green and gray wolves uh, sort of holding you with several different uh, sort of uh, ethereal blue vines also sort of taking the front like the very tail end so like think of it as the wolves were sort of the support for the middle and the arch but the vines have sort of taken up the head and the feet to sort of give you a nice even surface um, may I add at the release of this feeling that uh, Shanks feels um, the magic circle the entire circle that we're all in flashes this blue light with um, archaic writings and symbols that light up and glow in the ground and the light flashes straight up into the sky for just like a few seconds and then there's a release of that light where we're all in, in understanding that something big just happened for sure and at this point too as the light dims back down on the circle the first rays of sun peak over the tops of the trees as sunlight begins to slowly but Rise. surely make its way into the clearing. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, at that point, um, Glad is um, well aware that something was released and now that space needs to be replaced. So she casts greater restoration on Shanks. Um, Feel an incredible warming sensation go throughout your body as the vines and the wolves from the ground up pulse with more of this blue energy and that mending that you felt at the beginning continues to grow inside of you. Not totally there for sure but it is a, a damn good start. Oh, wow. It's fucking amazing, guys. I literally, like, went through crying and goosebumps and, like, the whole nine were just, like, that was fucking epic. So as the party begins to make their way back to uh, the hermitage that they have been staying at for the last day or two, the sun begins to sort of creep through the foliage of the canopy uh, you can see it sort of long shadows of early morning just after sunrise. Still pretty dark, but you can see the light sort of peeking through the leaves as you're heading back towards the uh, the hermitage. It is probably about, I want to say, uh, roughly about 6 7 o'clock in the morning.
feel free to discuss anything if you like. If not, that's also <clears throat> cool with me. Probably gonna go check up on Shanks. Uh, see how he's doing from the ordeal last night. All right. You can do that. Shanks, how you doing? As um, as everyone was walking back to the cabin, you guys probably noticed uh, Shanks um, having a little trouble walking. Everything um, all right? How are you feeling from uh, everything that happened? I feel like I got hit by a fucking chariot, but other than that, thank you guys. I don't, I don't really know what to say. I definitely are feel you? like the, I definitely feel like the connection is is severed. But uh. Yeah. You being alive is enough set. Thank you. He looks up at the stone over your head. What are you going to do about it? I have something in mind. Um, but I will take care of that pretty soon. Not, 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 not just yet. Yeah. He starts to reach back behind him. The thing, um, the thing, basically, is it like a shield, right? Essentially, yeah. So a little bit of extra protection. He, he pulled. Um, he pulls his animated shield off his back, and he hands it to you. You don't. You don't need it. Oh, I know. I don't need it. Uh, and I do plan on returning it, but I don't think he wants to see us at the moment. So I'll return it when the time is right. He hands you the the animated shield, just in case. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't know what our next steps are. Uh, I feel like I'm in a fog. Well, we're glad you're better. Thank you for that. If you want to just chill here for a while until the ship's repaired and kind of just get your bearings, get your strength back, we could do that too. Thank you. We'll probably need it. Sounds you have any uh anything that might help? Yeah, I was just gonna say I once we get back in, I'll fill the basin and I will pair an oval soothing bath so you can just like rest and recuperate and if Vlad would like to like enchant you with any other healing auric energy, we can do that and just have you do a a cleansing sala. Oh nice. Spot treatment. Besides all of the um, fuck shit, you guys have any 
questions for me or want me to explain anything or as long as you're feeling better and you feel the connection severed and you feel like your old self you should be good that's what matters he starts he starts speaking again but nobody but zex is probably understanding what he's saying and you know that he's he's speaking in in sylvan um i'll go i'll go based off of what the group's reactions are to like not understanding you what are you saying you i'm I'm basically saying like something happened when glad was healing my mind memories of the past memories of my mother things things I, I don't remember knowing before what do you want to tackle first that in game that's in game in Sylvan uh, or common you know what's funny? I feel like Zex speaks Sylvan so like natively that he doesn't realize he's also speaking Sylvan mm-hmm. sometimes. So it'll probably take him a second to realize what he's doing before like going, oh shit, like how do you know Sylvan? Does that make sense, Tommy? It does. So I'll probably like I'll probably say like uh, you know, what do you want to tackle first kind of deal? And then maybe all of like a minute into it, I'll like think back and just go, wait. You do you know you're speaking Sylvan? Thanks. Gives that bated breath pause. That he's widely known for. Um, he clicks. Something clicks, and he so oh shit. And he looks around, kind of a, to gauge anyone else's reaction. So when I say, "Do you know you're speaking Sylvan?" I'll say that in common. Did you speak like Sylvan as a kid? Or like, did you speak it like did mom and dad grow up speaking it kind of deal? I was definitely not allowed to speak <laughs> anything but Elvish in the Force Bastion. But if I'm mom was a Ladrin, that makes, makes sense that um, maybe she. She taught it to me. Maybe she spoke it to me as a child. Mm. I don't remember ever knowing that, though. I mean, I only knew that I was speaking it 
at the time when I was in the Feywild and the uh, denizens of Oberyn's uh, court were speaking and I perfectly understood them and spoke back to them. I thought at the time I was speaking common. That's weird. Um, but then again, I also spent a lot of my adolescence in the Feywild. I don't know how you could have came upon this, but um, yeah. You start to see him kind of inciting the situation and <clears throat> he goes, well, if if mom missed with my memories at all as far as what she was and what I am and anything that was going on to give uh, a different impression then it's very possible they could have been locked away from me for whatever purpose she thought that would help if that makes sense um, no it does um if you want I can speak it with you more often so that you're comfortable with it as I really don't speak it too often myself other than the few times that we've needed it if it makes yeah, you feel, if it makes you feel comfortable and uh closer to mom <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing at the moment but for the most part I yeah if it's possibly unlock something else then uh I'd appreciate it. Thank you. No, no, I got you. Um, with that said, um, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, what do you want to like get to first? Do you feel like you just need to rest up and like get your uh, bearings? I just want to kind of figure things out. Glad, um, glad, and Galahad kind of had me thinking about things a little differently. I can tell you honestly the biggest reason to reject all of the stuff that that Ariac was trying to do was because I I felt myself losing a sense of autonomy. I, I wasn't feeling like all of my decisions were my own. Not because he was an archdemon. I give him like I mean, I give him a very yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 replies with the same that part. Um, But yeah, I I I just know that um, I have a different sense of the other parts of myself. I feel a little bit more whole, and I know that whatever personalities or emotional states or whatever the case is were at least at the time there to protect me in some way they were constructed to actually be a solution and not a problem but as life changes as you well know that sometimes becomes an issue Yep. 
Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's one way to put it. I know you're afraid to. Okay. I'm just going to interject just for a second and you can continue the conversation. I'm going to say at this point, you guys have arrived back at like the surrounding area of where the hermitage is. I know you're afraid to lose your autonomy, Malar. I don't know that it's my autonomy. I mean, a large portion of it probably is, but... Yeah, let's call it autonomy until I find a better way to put it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea that I'm just an experiment that's been had this done to in every possible timeline and alternate version of myself and hasn't gone well. If you take anything from what the constable says in a a different light than he sometimes gives it, you do need to know how strong you really are. And that if you were the vessel chosen in every reality, in every version, then there's probably a reason. Well, there's some merit nice to that sentiment. notion. It's a nice sentiment, for sure. You can tell since the uh, essential exorcism, uh, Zex is like happy for you but also like you can tell he's now thinking about his own situation and trying to Mm -hmm. figure out like how that's going to play out what that looks like um he's been he's been trying to uh kind of just put aside like oh like you know what the constable said put that to the side uh, we gotta deal with Malar. Put that to the side. All my shit. Put that to the side. Cause like he just doesn't know what to do with it, and mm-hmm. he's just like, "All right, it's a it's a thing, but there's nothing I can do about it right now, except yeah. just keep going for the moment." Yeah, it's like bandwidth. Yeah. From from a company that starts with a B. You know. <laughs> for all that but yes um yeah essentially he's he's in a place now where you know he is trying to figure out you know uh even what it looks like to uh have malar out of me because for so long he didn't know he was in him but now he doesn't understand what it's like to have him without you know yeah yeah I think I think Shanks gets a bit of a read of that. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave you with this because I feel like I'm going to either throw up or pass out pretty soon. <laughs> um, 
You should do both. You gotta release some <laughs> of this energy. Yeah. You laugh, but a lot of the times with these exorcisms, you end up with diarrhea, throwing up, vomiting. You have to drink a lot of water. You're extra thirsty. So I know it's gross, but just <laughs> uh, whose is it? That's that's the question. Um, as they say, release the toxins. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, Salix definitely has like detoxification teas, rehydration. She's gonna roll you a little doobie of mugwort and Damiana <laughs> to relax your mind and keys the anxiety. And in the bath, it's gonna be uh, yes, um, drugs. so many drugs. <laughs> you definitely need a bath. Yeah, I yeah, gonna be <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna work with Vlad to do a, yeah. a cleansing bath. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 It'll have our energies, some crystals, herbs, berries, spices. And when we do it, basically you're gonna lay in, we're gonna heat up the water. You're laying it, I'll cast ray of frost, but like slightly just to chill it a little bit. And then I'll do shape water around your whole body. So that way the water kind of is like a second skin all over you with the herbs and everything. So it really like permeates. Yeah, just Please don't make it too that sounds fucking nice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, does, it does sound nice. Just Please throw up first. Yeah, you got. I'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you some. <laughs> what'll make you throw up fast? It's an ice bath. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a plunge essentially. So, so from that, from that insight. He, yeah, I'll give you just... a little mushroom. You know, one that's slightly, <laughs> slightly toxic. No, listen, most mushrooms like it, it's not it's poisonous, but it's not gonna like kill you. It'll just make you throw up. So, I'll give you one of those. Just like here, <laughs> we gonna find out. We gonna find out. Have some fun with that. You won't die. So but yes, we got on. you. Sorry, we got you. No worries. No worries. That was that was dope. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um. The main thing I want you to know, Zex, is that these mental positions that we get into and these situations that we have to deal with aren't us. Your actions, your trauma, your experience isn't who you are. And if you can remember that, then I think at some point your truth will be revealed to you. Remember symbol. Tommy, can I do um I'll I'll see if this can happen and, and then you let me know. But I essentially want to do to Shanks what uh, Galahad did with me originally with uh, Malar. And I want to put like my hand to his forehead and just see if there's any sense uh, within him. Okay. Um, if so, there's any what? Uh, I sense of- He's he's doing some paladin shit. Basically. (laughs) But I'm basically trying to figure out if there's any sense of like Ariok or remnants, trace elements, like left in you. So I'll go. Now we we got uh, all that out. 
<laughs> to be honest, <laughs> glad knows that, but glad knows that. But you know, uh, so Zex is gonna be like, Can I, uh, can I all that's left is the quick? trauma? <laughs> Uh, just uh i'm like uh, just trust me and you'll see him put a very you know big cat paw on your yeah, yeah. where where the scar is and uh yeah. he just gonna he's, he's use, to uh divine sense galahad nice. is looking at you inquisitively and he's doing it like he's doing it like verbatim the way that uh galahad did it to zex so he's making it intentional so so that if galahad's watching mm-hmm. he can tell okay you have the role of religion check. I think if that if you're doing it the same way. Yeah, religion, please. Sorry, I was also typing something. Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. There's no fiend. What what is it exactly? I know it's like a fiend. Uh, celestial fiend. Uh. Sassafine or undead? Yeah, none of the above. Present okay. within Shanks. I just sort of looks kind of just with the face of soldier. Uh, so, oh, go, oh, go, go no, 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 you go, you go. Um, Galahad looks at uh, Zex and is like, uh, that's new. I had the sense that um, <laughs> the events of the last few hours uh, changed all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just testing out a theory. He looks at you kind of, kind of like he, understanding that you're testing a theory, but he like testing a theory. Testing that if if uh, if he's still there, because that's a that's a testing theory. But it sounds like you're doing some some paladin shit. You walking the path? Just might be. Thanks. Chinks looks at the two of you and goes, "That's fucking," <laughs> and holds in a vomit and. And looks at Salix to point. Can I can I punch him as soon as he, as soon as he starts to go? I'll punch him in the stomach. <laughs> no, no, no absolutely. Don't do that. Let the toxins out. Let it go. I'm let it go. At you, my God. The muscle will you. do its job. Leave the it's man fine. alone. He's been it fine. <laughs> oh my God. Me and Salix grab him. Let me, let me know, let, let me know if I get a quick punch on, on, on Yeah, Tommy, can I, I, I want, Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. <laughs> get some PvP we here. We need to, to figure this out. Welcome, welcome back to the fun chaos that is. He's on. already. <laughs> I want. He's been through enough. Leave the man alone. I want uh, not enough. I want. He didn't even get a fucking t-shirt for starting the war, man. I want an already day. I want an unarmed. I want an unarmed strike from. Zex. Zex. Okay. And I want a dexterity saving throw from Shanks. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are so yeah. ridiculous. This is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Get the man a shirt. <laughs> what do we got? 
one at one. Oh shit! Eight. <laughs> eight. Eight for a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, wow. plus three, plus five. Um, wait. Bef- bef- as that happens, Glad looks at Zex as he's, you know, about to like and and doing it, Bruh, There's better ways of doing that, man. As oh as, no, it's happening. It, this is as on. bro as you as the word bro comes out of your mouth. Zex's <laughs> fist connects with Shanks's <laughs> stomach, and just because we're gonna have some oh, fun God. here, <laughs> found the wild magic table. Wild no, La oh, <laughs> <laughs> evens or odds? Uh, odds. We'll go. Vomits right onto you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, did you? It's yeah. your. You did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why, yeah. Why did you do that? I, I know. Just, and you see him just stand up a little straight, and he's like, "I go, oh, it's okay." Holy and, shit. I, and I and, and, I, and, and, I, and I, I go, I go in for a hug, and I just hug him. <laughs> oh, you mother! And, I, and then he licks them. And then he oh, licks them. <laughs> I go, I go. I go, uh, Hoshino. Do you do you mind if you could, uh, yeah? I, I just wanted him to get that out, but I'm also just uh, trying to make light of a very uh, serious walk back that we've had. Oh my god! Hoshino just nods his head, prestidigitation, <laughs> shaking his head afterward, like whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> Is Shanks so dirty at this point? <laughs> Oh, he no. he prestigitates both of you. Just oh, okay. All right. Boom, boom. Like he's been around the block, but never seen anything like that before. He's like, what <laughs> right. the f- All right, this is- <laughs> we literally just exercised this demon, you know, like right. disentangled them, and then he's gonna punch him in the stomach to make him puke. <laughs> All right, and then and uh, that's he cleaned up the pea soup that uh, <laughs> Shanks had eaten tonight. Oh man, okay. He needs some milk. <laughs> I feel better. I, I go, uh, you're welcome and enjoy your bath. Sounds like it's going to be great. Um, uh, uh, you nasty, but but thank you. I've been called, I've been called worse things. <laughs> I bet you have. Uh, so just, yeah, Glad kind of just from outside of wherever he's going with um, Salix, she. Just kind of cast a magic circle just for protection, extra layer of protection, and then let Salix do Salix's thing. Yes, 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 yes. So I shape water, bring it over to the basin because ain't nobody using buckets when you got magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who would like to help? Pass me the herbs, spices, and berries. Anyone? Oh yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm okay. still there. So I can, okay, got I can... you. So I'm just basically communicating polytelepathically with the yep. uh, detect thoughts and stuff with uh, Glad about what to put in there. White willow bark. Um, some um, where are they? There's like these weird numbing berries that you eat in there. Mugwort. Like, like, yeah, mugwort, peppercorns, damiana, ginger, turmeric. All the fun stuff of like num- rosemary, num- rosemary, arcana. Yeah. Helps I'm with getting like a bath. Food. I'm getting cooked. Which, which one is it? This sounded delicious. <laughs> it went, listen, it, the water is spicy. It starts off spicy. It's like an icy hot, literal icy hot bath. It's yeah, a literal yeah, icy hot bath. Your pores are gonna drink that shit up. <laughs> and they were like, Shanks, would you like to get in? 
I don't think I have a choice at this point. Way too much yeah, effort to get in. Gotta get in. <laughs> um, Glad heads over to make his bed and puts Mugwort under his pillow for better sleep. Yes, yeah, so it is like nine it, o'clock in the morning. Just as a heads up. No, he needs to go to sleep. Though. He needs to go to sleep. He needs a nap. I want to take a nap. I want to take a nap right here. Right here. Good night. Good night. Um, I let him soak in the warmer water, the hotter water, for like five to ten minutes. I cast a ray of frost ever so slightly at the lowest possibility I can to chill the water. Um, Are you doing okay, Shanks? Is it too cold? Are you shivering? Like, I just want it to be like cooler. No, he's he's good. Actually, he's he's good with ice baths. Oh, great. So, yeah. All right, so I make it even colder if he's good with ice baths. And then I tell him to stand up and I cast shape water all around his body and let that sit for our, uh, while we're just chilling. I just concentrate and keep that going as I roll up a mug ward and Damiana doobie and hand it to him and light it. Mm-hmm. At this point, he he's, he's completely in your hands. So, yeah. He's going with the flow. Great. Smoke this, deep breaths, and relax. He starts noticeably. (laughs) He starts noticeably coughing. I was just gonna say that, you good bro. (laughs) You gotta cough to get off, my boy. (laughs) Yeah, it's those deep coughs down down deep. That was immediately the first thing that came to my mind was you got to cough. He's going to cough. <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of mullen in there, too, to clear out all the mucus and whatever toxins Ow. homeboy had up in you. Yeah, you're ready. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's looking for a spittoon to, to crank some of these loogies that are coming out. Same time, she's making, uh, Glad is making uh, mullen tea with a little bit of milk to help him sleep better and to continue to expel all that shit. And then she goes, you're going to want to possibly do some hip openers tomorrow morning (laughs) or tonight. (laughs) Yes. I'm stored in the hip. You got to release that stuff, boy. That's right. (laughs) Also, I'm just like, I love how Glad and I are just standing here and Shanks is probably buck ass naked with like a water thing of herbs and berries. Shanks don't give a a fuck. He is. Yeah. He don't give a fuck right now. He's like, I got a hard water with like, (laughs) <laughs> berries and flowers and everything and it's just like <laughs> out there glistening this is how this how elves get down like it's just it's yeah. just what it is we're just like it's Sorry. a body okay i don't think any of us give a fuck right now <laughs> we don't <laughs> no, i'm just saying i can just imagine it just like or, or like you just make it with water walker yeah <laughs> smoking a joint <laughs> great at one point duo hops in and is like nope and then turns back around. <laughs> and then we all look at each other like, what's this problem? It's normal shit. It's normal, right? It's normal shit. What's going on? Yeah, it's after you finish, bro. after you finish the doobie, uh, I re- tell you to step back into the basin. I release the shape water around you. I tell you to dry off and I let uh, Glad take over and lead you to the bedroom. Not in that she way. <laughs> to go to sleep. Yeah, too. She gives you a robe or whatever uh, comfort item you need to, to cover up and um, feel warm and cozy. Um, whatever socks you need, um, puts you in the bed and hands you your tea. 
Um, and it's like, you need some milk. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then, uh, and you need a nap. Um, so trans then, nap. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, no trans. <laughs> trans, yeah, okay. She, she cast trans. No, 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 no trans. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fucking conking out. He's going to do oh, it for real. Yeah, and then me and Sally take our leave. I close out my... Oh, no, I'll, I'll leave the magic circle to keep it up for you for protection for the night. Or for the day. For your nap time. We'll wake you when we, if anything happens. But you right. need at least a good three-hour nap, three-hour, four-hour trance. Word up. Oh, and when you wake up, she glad it's like, when you wake up, you're probably going to take a really good shit. You're going to want to drink a lot of water. I'll have that on deck. All right, good night. <laughs> night night motherfucker <laughs> right <laughs> this, is what happens when you, this is what happens when you start a war <laughs> I give him a little kissy boop on the scar on his forehead and be like night night oh. and walk out <laughs> uh, he curls up with whatever he's holding next to him and he passes out he's gone nice excellent well, all of this is going down. What is everybody else doing? <laughs> Zex, Argyle, and Galahad. What are you guys doing? Uh, I I look at I look at Zex again. Ask him. Uh, did you? Did Solana reach out? Uh yeah. In a in a sense. Um, I felt like this was the uh, the path I got I gotta walk for uh, where I'm heading to next. So I'll see where this takes me. Any idea? Any ideas on your oath? <laughs> no idea. I never thought I'd be a, a person of uh, faith, let alone. Uh, Person of faith is not the you're not a fucking cleric. I know, I know. It's it's weird still. Um uh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't thought that far yet. I'm mm-hmm. mostly just trying to see what I can do to uh make this situation not as bad as it could be. Mm. Well, like I told you in the arena, believe whatever it is, believe it. Derive power from it. Then use it to smite your enemies. the the main bits that i'm um trying to focus on is you know while protection from malar more so just trying to keep everything and everyone that i care about safe uh i think this will sort of help in that uh that goal mm. All right. Well, if you need help with anything, 
Oh, you already know. There'll be lots of questions and why the fuck is this happening? Um though to be fair, I'm not I'm not crazy worried or scared about it. Um it it feels more comforting than anything else. Hmm. Kinda like it just felt right. But he takes that in and then he ups and downs you and looks at Jack of all trades. So what's the plan with uh, with uh, that thing? He presses the button and breaks it into two blades and then puts it back together and goes same as usual, I guess. Okay. Uh, shoot things at close quarters or stab things if they get next to me. Nothing really changes. All right. Have duo do eyes in the sky. I mean, if if this weapon is proving to be as jack of all trades as it is, I'm sure it will reveal more to me and help me more than I could possibly know what to do with it currently. So it's not so much that I don't have a plan. I'm trying to control what I can and not worry about the things that I can't. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good. Yes, I'll be here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to chill outside for a little bit. Uh, probably do some exercise and uh, take a walk with Duo and whatnot. Argyle, That's you good. feel like coming? Sure, why not? I was just rummaging through my bag for something for Shanks, but he's knocked out right now, so I'll give it to him later. We'll let the familiars have fun. Gal, are you staying or are you coming? Uh, I I don't. Uh, he looks over at the elves. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck that is. Yeah. Tommy, would I know or would I uh, just. As an aside, Hoshino is feverishly writing. More than likely, you can see like diagrams and shit being drawn up. More than likely of the ritual that just fucking happened. <laughs> he's like not even paying attention. He's just like he's like mumbling to himself in this language that none of you understand. Hmm. Hoshino, you wanna make a fucking song. Hoshino, you want to stay? You want to come with? Are you he good? He just sort of waves to you. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> do you think? I'm not gonna interrupt. He's he's busy. Yeah, you got it. Um, Tommy, or, or the question for Silas or Tommy? Um, would I know of like a uh, lake, a creek, something place like you know, wash up kind of deal? I would say probably uh, you probably not. Salix almost certainly. Is, 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 is it just because you, you I mean like obviously you're still regaining memories but you spent maybe five years of your life here and it was almost exclusively in Naimora I, I was also thinking I, I wasn't sure like what we saw on the way like to and fro 
like oh, sure i mean going back and forth to that one particular site there might be things closer like that gotcha. i would say sure you would probably know like a stream or a, a creek or something like that but salix would have the knowing of pretty much everything in the area this this was their stomping ground pretty much gotcha i'll uh peek my head in salix me and the boys are gonna go for a swim do you have any place you recommend yeah, about uh, half a mile northwest into the forest. There's like a little like mineral spa waterfall situation. Really scenic, really cute. Y'all have fun. Nice. Oh, it's so surrounded nice. by it's surrounded by willow trees. Can't miss it. You want to come with? Just uh, yes. Give me a moment. All right. So I'm going to keep an eye on Shanks. Do you want to come with too? Uh, I'm going to just tidy up around here. I'll probably pop in a little later. Cool. But I want to keep our eye on Shanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep up the magic circle just to make sure he's good. Yeah. Could you guys, I, I hand as, up. I, as I like said that, I was turning to Glad to like extend that too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tell you to take some of the empty like mason jars that I have and bring back this mineral, bring back some mineral spring water for him to drink when he wakes up. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll uh, put them in the bag of holding. Galahad goes to the Hermitage. He takes his his armor off, uh, and just has and pretty much has his his undergarments and his uh, his tiger cloak. He's got a belt. And He's got a his, belt. his tiger his pelt his tiger cloak his sword and shield. Glad just looks like oh. Conan, hey, you're looking at Conan. <laughs> 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 Screaming. <laughs> like, okay, bro, have fun. <laughs> nah, that's fine. It wasn't anything important. It was just me saying if Conan was an eight and a half foot tall Goliath. <laughs> yes. Like, like, <laughs> well, no, we all have water skins in our bag, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but go off, Galahad. Go off. <laughs> yeah, Galahad's like, I don't need the armor. I need my sword, though. Are you gonna go uh, spear fishing? Bring back some some nice little little yum yums for us. He snaps his finger, points back to you. He's like, "That's a brilliant idea," and gets his jav his his belt of returning <laughs> and his javelin fishing trip. Like, bro, we're going fishing and swimming. <laughs> that. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's start headed over. The exorcism near the end of the episode and all of the things that were said just before it were mostly improvised. I mean, sure, we added some structure to make it flow a little better and a little easier, and so they would kind of know where things were going, but it was mainly improvisation by the players. And what is more incredible, in my opinion, is that all of this happened organically between sessions. The entire pact-breaking ceremony that just happened it just happened on its own and it was really so cool to watch this happen please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms just search for the medusa's cascade on the platform and give us a follow we have some cool stuff coming and it's worth checking out also if you're listening on a streaming platform especially apple podcasts and spotify please take a few minutes to rate review and subscribe doesn't seem like a lot but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover and we would all appreciate the love and support. 
So we'll see you next week for Collateral Damage 132, and in two weeks for Field Reports number 19. Until then, safe travels. <laughs>